Um, uh, oh, did you uh, bring your wallet today? Why? Because we're giving away money! Oh, Woo! Fuck, did I agree to that? Did you, you did. You absolutely did. Oh my god, I must have been out of my mind. $25 gift card to the theater of your choice. You have a chance to win in our upcoming raffle. As we mentioned before, rewatch the intro to Malcolm X to hear uh, how to enter the raffle. If you want to just listen to this one, there are three ways to enter. Number one, you can be on the mailing list. Number two, you can subscribe on YouTube and leave a comment on this video right now. Say anything. And number three, you can subscribe on iTunes and leave us a rating. If you do all three of those, you'll be entered in the raffle three times. Any single one you do, you'll be entered in once. So there's a lot of chances to win. You have to have your entries in by this Sunday at midnight. Dun, dun, dun. And if I find out you use my hard-earned money to go watch the Angry Birds movie, <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. And that's not a death threat. Uh, <laughs> it's a kind uh, way to ask you to go and see some good movies that are coming out with your $25 gift card. You could win, and we'll announce the winner on the next episode of Loud on the Set. Contact us at loudontheset at gmail.com. Let us know what name you'd like to go in the raffle. And please do any of these three things. Let us know if you want to be on the email list. Subscribe on YouTube and leave that comment. And subscribe on iTunes and give us that rating. Same thing goes for Kung Fu Panda 3. <laughs> um, yeah. And on that note, <laughs> let's hit it. You are listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. A level-headed movie critic meets a loud-mouthed movie cynic. And action! Alright, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what are we doing? Movie news! Movie news is coming at you. This right. past weekend were... The 88th Academy Awards. Da, 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 da. Oh, boy. James, what was everybody wearing at the Academy Awards? Clothing. <laughs> um, Kyle, we got invited to an Oscars party. We did. did we not? Did you go? I did not go. Either did I. I mean, we knew that. I'm asking you. We... Like, that's rhetorical right there. We didn't go. It, it would have been all right. I mean, I understand it's very much a... It's a I don't know. How do I best describe it? Shout out to this website, stuffwhitepeoplelike.com. But it's very much a... Speaking of race and all that stuff, I got invited to my first ever Oscars party. I guess the invite to the ugly Christmas sweater party comes next, right? Yeah. Things I've never done, but apparently people have been doing since forever. I love Oscar parties. Um, <laughs> I've only Shit. been to one, and it was one I held by myself uh, <laughs> alone. Did a lot so, of people show up? No, nobody showed up. Oh, it was man. alone. I was only by myself. All right. Um, <laughs> are we going to talk about the Oscars for, in movie no, news? I, yeah, we are. Um, right, I ended up being busy. I was kind of disappointed, but it might have been a good thing because I don't think uh, Rachel, the um, kind uh, person who invited us, would have been too happy with our loud-on-the-set attitude invading the Oscar party. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure she said, we tend to stay quiet, and that's when Kyle and I said, all right. Uh, so thank you so much for the invite, Rachel. Apologies on not being able to attend but we're going to discuss uh some of the results right now and i hope that you send us some feedback as well regarding this but james um you've heard some buzz about mm -hmm. the academy awards uh the main buzz of course this year was the um lack of diversity in the nomination department specifically with the african-american community right so uh chris rock was hosting which was amazing and uh, he had a couple things to say about that. 
He did. I, I haven't seen any of the Oscars, Kyle, but I did go online and I watched Chris Rock's approximately 10-minute-long monologue, and I thought it was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was a return to good old-fashioned Chris Rock stand-up. It's been a while, I think, anyway. Yeah. Since he's done a sort of special on his own, an mm-hmm. HBO special or a good, like, 50-plus-minute set. Right. And this was 10 minutes of good old-fashioned Chris Rock. He shines. I feel like, and I've never seen him in person, which would be amazing, or... I just feel like you could put him in any situation and he could improv the best comedy set you'd probably ever seen in your life. Yeah, just it's good. such genius. But if you haven't seen the clip, find it before the Academy takes it down yeah. or whatever calls the copyright into it. Um, but brilliant. And I think that uh, in this day and age where these corporations and uh, the corporations man um but all these different <laughs> all these groups are kind of censoring everything when it comes to mm-hmm. controversies you know quelling it um i truly was on the fence if they were i didn't know if they were going to stifle him or not you know tell him that he could not talk about that but how could you have chris rock host the oscars and then tell him not to talk about that of course he's going to talk about that but some really brilliant insight yeah. um i have it, some highlights here Kyle. yeah you give us some hi- highlights here's here's some of the things that i thought i mean right off the bat um, very much like Spike Lee and Malcolm X, he, he he addresses the elephant in the room right away. He, or you know, he's like, "Welcome to the Oscars," or as I call it, the White People's Choice Awards, right? <laughs> and as soon as I start watching, he says that I go, "Yes, that's very funny," and it's true. It's like this is just people's opinions, you yeah. know. Just, and so it, it, I felt very happy at that moment because it's like I don't care either about this shit. You know, like <laughs> I, I don't, I don't care. I don't need the Academy, whoever they are, whatever that is. To validate anything that I like, you know, I, I just don't. Um, a couple other pointers here that I had written down, Kyle, sure. if you don't mind. Absolutely. Quote, we had real things to protest at the time, end quote. You still do. You know, when Chris <laughs> yeah. Rock was like, the reason why we didn't boycott the Oscars back in the 50s and 60s is because da 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 Well, you still do. And I, I, I kind of find that to be a funny point, and yet at the same time, a little bit of a self-defeating argument because, A, you still do, and, B, yeah, protesting something like the Academy is like, it's a distraction. You know, like, mm-hmm. Take that energy. I, I mean, not that it's it's one or the other. It's not a false dichotomy that I want to present. But you can, in fact, redirect that energy. Right. right. And I think that um, the in the point that they were making there, just the scope of the, kind of like what we talked about with Malcolm X, you know, but mm-hmm. also in the day and age where we live in the outrage machine that is yes. Twitter and Facebook and everything, uh, anything blows up into a controversy like this. But also, he made it very clear and it is very evident that there were no black nominees yep. for anything. Mm-hmm. And I think the point to take away from it is that this is just something run by, you know, people. A sorority. Right, exactly, as or, he mentioned later. Yeah, um, that are making their own choices about things and are clearly biased. So take everything that comes out <laughs> of the Oscars with a grain of salt because it's clear and evident that it's coming with bias. Uh, it just innately in yeah. the way that it works. Now, Kyle, I'm glad you brought up Malcolm X. We don't have to get too serious <laughs> here, but a little bit of a callback to uh, our critically acclaimed episode 30. Yes. We got some good fan mail about we it. We certainly did. By the way, we have to do a listener mail. We will soon. do anyway, a listener mail. Uh, Chris Rock at one point said, it's not about boycotting the Oscars. You know, and then, and then he goes on and on. He says, we just want opportunity, to which the crowd applauded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just want opportunity. And yeah, I, I listened to that and go, something doesn't sit with me about that one. Let me tap into my inner Malcolm X. Hmm. And here's what I came up with, Kyle, another quote. Oh, yes. I'm going to try to do Malcolm justice okay. here. Okay. Here we go. In reaction to, we just want opportunity mm-hmm. from you guys. Right. From, from the same 
white liberal Hollywood that he went on to bash. Mm -hmm. We just want opportunity. Here's what Malcolm might have to say about that. Quote, and once you can create some employment in the community where you live, it will eliminate the necessity of you and me having to act ignorantly and disgracefully, boycotting and picketing some practice someplace else trying to beg him for a job. Anytime you have to rely upon your enemy for a job, you're in bad shape. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> End almost, quote. <laughs> almost two exactly the same situation that we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, <laughs> there are, you know, there are black folks out there that are capable, I mean, not to use this as an example, Tyler Perry, that are capable of creating their own studios and having executives and right. do, making their own movies and that. Uh, unfortunately, Tyler Perry turns out total garbage, right? <laughs> But, you know, begging your enemy there's to, like... There's one good Tyler Perry movie. Is there? We can talk about it later. All right, there's, one, there's one good one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that I've enjoyed, yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> there you go. Those are my points on Chris Rock's monologue. I didn't see any, even a nanosecond of the rest of the Oscars. So, what do you got, Kyle? Um, overall, uh-huh. uh, I watched a lot of the Best Picture nominees. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. um, I haven't seen, because they haven't been released for rental yet um carol and i haven't seen uh brooklyn those are the two that i haven't seen um yet because i haven't been able to rent them but um i watched all the other ones and to me the oscars boil down to um the nominees that they pick are all the winners of that year because i don't think with the scope of the different films mm. that it even makes sense to pick a best picture. And I never said this before, but I think the Golden Globes almost has a better approach to this in breaking it up into subcategories because you can't compare the tragedy piece that is the story of Room, uh, which was, um, or I'm, I confused that earlier. Uh, Room was the best picture nominee, not Carol. Oh, okay. um, but you can't compare Room with uh, something like Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't do that. It doesn't make any sense. Um, oh, so man. at any rate, just watching the nominees, and I can't wait to watch Room, uh, the correct Best Picture nominee, and uh, Brooklyn, because I want to see the scope of all of them. Because what I came away with from watching the other six that I did see was that I loved each individual film for lots of different reasons. And that's the way that it's always been. I've uh, A long time ago, I used to go to the Half Price Books, and I would take my list with me of the Academy Award nominees for every year. And I was systematically compiling this DVD library, purchasing at Half Price Books for like a dollar or two dollars, all of these uh, films, wow. the nominees... And almost always, there's a nominee that I like more than the one that won Best Picture. Really interesting. And it shows the politics and the lobbying that goes into all of it. If you don't have the star power in your film, you're basically not going to win Best Picture, even if it's the Best Picture, because there's nobody to lobby for it. There's no producer that's able to toss money in the ring. So that's how it ends up rolling. Dan from Singapore, you're a fan of the show. I know you're listening. <laughs> Did you hear what Kyle just said? He has a collection of Best Picture nominees and winners, DVDs. I'm pretty sure you have that too. You remind me of Dan. <laughs> I remind you of Dan. Dan. Dan would be happy to hear that. <laughs> I hope. Yeah, so I got a pretty pretty big backlog. So needless to say, I've done my homework on the politics wow. of the Academy. You are um, a student, Kyle. And it's a... <laughs> of film. You are. <laughs> of political. A politicalization of film. That's mm -hmm. what I'm a, a student of. Um, but anyway, there were lots of great movies in this category. Um, we can reference some of them as we move along in our discussion. 
um, talking about different films that we liked in the past uh, year or so. But overall, I don't think there were any really big surprises with the Academy Awards. I think most everybody was pretty much knowing of who was going to get Academy Awards for almost every category except Best Picture. Um, the film Spotlight won Best Picture, and this was a movie about the um, news team that basically uncovered the biggest uh, Catholic church scandal in Boston um, involving the child molestation from the priests and everything. So it was a huge, big scandal, obviously a big historical point in history, and of course the Academy always looks fondly on that, especially when it reflects the times that we live in. So it ended up being the nominee, it ended up beating out the other films that were maybe a little bit more favored and had the, the clout to hold up in this environment we live in. I kind of the outrage environment, as I mentioned yeah. before. I saw a headline that said, Spotlight Leo win big. And very much like some of our fast forward episodes, I saw the word <laughs> spotlight and I went, what? <laughs> didn't even know his name. What's that? Didn't even know his name of a movie. I saw it in passing the past year and I never yeah. took a second glance at it. Wow. So. And then I did some research <clears throat> on it and the topic is heavy. And, uh, you know, shout out to my brother Kev. He maybe he's militantly atheist guy oh my god um way more than i am and so there you go kev you know like an, an expose if you will or a dramatization of that expose yeah wins best picture great Take that catholic church <laughs> it's payback time great great ensemble uh performance from everybody involved it was it was fantastic interesting you um, know it's funny because michael keaton gets well he gets indirectly recognized for this movie because he played right. a major part in it right uh -huh. he's one of the stars absolutely and not for birdman right last year wasn't that a snub from last year? I think he got a nom, but I don't think he won. If I nom is a nomination <laughs> for all of our. Uh, yeah, Sorry, right. Kev. <laughs> that one hurt him deep. Oh yeah. Yeah, I should have said nod because that would have been a better word. Um, but yeah, wasn't uh, wasn't as highly touted as um, as this. And he had a, a smaller. They kind of all shared the weight, which oh, was okay. really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, best original screenplay, and I think that that really highlighted how important a good screenplay is to a film because uh, you you can't do it otherwise. It's It just does not work. So you could have the best production team, the best visuals, the most like real uh, actors in the film, and if they're not doing anything of note, then it doesn't matter at all. And it's Michael Bay territory. Right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. All right, James, what were your favorite movies uh, that you saw in the past year? What what would you nominate for the Academy Awards? I'm starting out. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm going heavy. I'm going with Creed. Kyle. Creed. I mentioned it in movie news the last episode when when Sonya was here. I'm mentioning it again because I went and saw it. Yep. And I saw it by myself. You know, one please. <laughs> and I loved. I went. Let me let me clarify. I okay. went in there skeptical, right? Because we had talked we about it during skeptical. movie news. We were like, we were how skeptical. is this timeline going to work out? Another mm. Rocky movie? Give me a break. Blah blah. So I went in there skeptical, and this movie won me over, Kyle. Like, Rocky wins over the hearts of Americans every time. Um, it's my favorite movie of the past six months, easy, easily, if not the past year. And as Chris Rock called it, Black, Black Rocky. Rocky. <laughs> Brilliant. And he, there's more things believable in Star Wars than there is in Rocky. Oh, my God. Oh, that was great. So good. But Michael B. Jordan, Sylvester Stallone put in great performances. Uh, Kyle. Sylvester Stallone nominated for his performance. Yes, indeed. And Michael B. Jordan, not nominated. Hmm. We'll keep them down anyway. We can. Yeah, anyway. yeah. <laughs> Kyle Creed pushed me to the brink of crybabies, as you know what that means, listeners. It pushed me to the brink. 
like four times. Oh, because of the nostalgia wow. factor, the Excellent. subtle. And I'm gonna come, I'm gonna finish with this one because I can go into Creed. Okay. It deserves its own review, but it's not gonna happen. Okay. Um, well, maybe it's not gonna happen. I don't know. Because it has <laughs> subtle, it. a subtle, proper way of doing the callbacks and paying tributes to the original, unlike Star Wars. Dun dun. Which dun. beat you over that Creed, my favorite movie. Hmm, we might have to revisit Star Wars at some point in the future. Ah well. <laughs> give us a couple years when the sequels come out, right? Anyway, Kyle, I loved Creed, and interestingly enough, when I talk to a lot of my liberal friends about the Oscar situation, mm-hmm. and they're, oh yeah, I'm not going to boycott. I'm not going to go see it. And it's ridiculous that they don't nominate it. And then the next question I ask them, like, yo, have you seen Creed yet? No. I'm like, well then. <laughs> You're sort of tacitly or sort of indirectly part of the problem. You're not giving your money to a young, talented black director and, and a young, talented black actor and yep. actress. And when I was watching Creed my is awesome. when I was watching my Academy Award nominees, I was very upset because I was like, Well, how come the two that I can't access so far are the two that feature female prominent roles in them? But all of the male films were out there for me to get. Now they did come out towards the end of the year, but come on. Yeah, come on. All right, Kyle, what have um, you seen I'll lately? see Creed. I want right, to see Creed. Thank you. Do me a favor. Um, well, we both saw The Revenant. We're going to do a whole review on that coming yes. up soon. Um, but suffice to say, I really enjoyed The Revenant, and if it did one thing really well, it was atmosphere. I think that that's the takeaway from that film. If you want to feel cold and tired, see The Revenant. <laughs> I agree with you, but I'll save all for the comments to our review. How about that? Excellent. Sounds good. All right. um, movies that I liked uh, in the past year. Um, as I mentioned, I really enjoyed Spotlight, one of the Academy Award uh, winning films, Best Picture. Um, the other one I watched was The Big Short. And I know that we have mentioned this before, perhaps on the last movie news or at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but The Big Short is about the 2008 housing financial crisis um i seen another film a while ago called margin call um which was about this similar subject was it with kevin spacey it was i saw that i thought that movie sucked (laughs) you did i thought so i thought it was okay um (laughs) what what i think that it did not do was make the material accessible to Mm -hmm. people watching it it was almost just a strict dramatization of days in these people's lives which is fine but the Big Short was about this, and it made the content accessible to people and did an absolutely great job portraying the outrage and why you should be outraged. And they did this using a very interesting tactic. They brought in a comedy director, Adam McKay, who you would know from the Anchorman films. Oh, boy. That's right. So we were looking uh, Best Picture nominee by the Anchorman director. Now, the Best Picture winner, I might add, was also the director of last year's huge Adam Sandler flop, The Cobbler. Did you see this advertised? Ooh, I th- no, but I thought you were going to say Pixels. The, <laughs> <laughs> the Cobbler, and he ends up making Spotlight. It shows you Holy cow. That, uh, that you need the right material for your work environment. Um, but The Big Short did a fantastic job of using comedy to make this material accessible. They break the fourth wall... Um, uh, I just forgot that guy's name. Um, the dude from The Notebook, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. That's his name. Um, Ryan Gosling has a lot of moments where he talks to the audience and he breaks the fourth wall and he says, do you understand this jargon? Does it sound boring to you? That's because it's supposed to and you're not supposed to understand it. And oh, they wow. break down all the different aspects of what the big banks are doing and the, the whole history of it leading up to the collapse. 
um, in a way that's extremely accessible to the audience, breaking the fourth wall, having you insert your own words into jargon that they're saying. It was really brilliantly done. It was creative, but it showed a real historical, fascinating time in our history. Um, so I really, really enjoyed that film. Excellent. I'd highly recommend it. I know you were skeptical. You said you lived it. You didn't need to watch it again. I remember that. Well, I remember but... I, I saw Inside Job, narrated by Matt Damon, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, no, but I'm going to check it out. If, if, it's that, it. if it's that uh, poignant, <laughs> yes. if it's that poignant, then I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, All And right. it's comedy. You like comedy. All right, Kyle, I'm going to throw one at you that throw I think, it at I'm me. pretty sure you've seen, and that is Deadpool. Deadpool, I Let's, did see. We may have to save this one, too. Maybe we'll put it in our pocket, but... Since this is movie news, here's the movie news about Deadpool people. Highly entertaining. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is cocky, mm -hmm. irreverent. He's charming. And yet the action scenes are pretty kick-ass. I went in there skeptical as well because I knew mm -hmm. nothing about this character. Very really, skeptical myself. I didn't give a crap about Deadpool. <laughs> I had no idea that, that he was this charismatic even. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, they finally got Ryan Reynolds right in one of these movies, huh? That is very true, and he points that out himself, utilizing yeah. the Deadpool character, which is great. Um, yeah, we should save this for a full review. The one, My one complaint about Deadpool, because I also enjoyed it and was pleasantly surprised, mm -hmm. was that it needed to be more Deadpool-y. So the character of Deadpool basically has the ability to break the fourth wall. Again, a good segue from the big short here. Hey. Um, and they've utilized it, from what I understand in the comics, I haven't read them myself, in very creative ways. Like, utilizing him actually moving out of panels in one page of the comics and, like, climbing over to another one to get to, like, the end of the story and <laughs> things like that. He, he does really interesting things like that. And I think that they can heavily utilize that in any sequels. And also, any unrated cuts of any Marvel films that come up, would be a great idea to insert him into scenes for like the Deadpool cut and have him bomb in and do uh, funny things. So they might have to dip into the surreal a little bit. Right, huh? exactly. Anyway, um, Deadpool, yeah, I was surprised. Not for everybody, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if you like irreverent comedy and a good story behind it all, check mm -hmm. it out. What do you um, got, Kyle? Okay, I saw a couple. I'm just going to mention really briefly. Um, the, the other Academy Award-nominated films, um, Mad Max Fury Road, I really enjoyed. That's a perfect example of a fantastic director. He was also nominated. Um, uh, but another one that I really uh, liked was Steve Jobs that came out. Um, and Michael Fassbender played Steve Jobs in the lead role and was um, nominated for that performance as well. But this is, a, this is a theater film. You kind of have to like theater to have this movie stick with you but it's shot in real time and the the three segments of it um so there's kind of three acts if you will mm -hmm. um take place 30 minutes before each of the three biggest uh product reveals of steve jobs life and they're real-time conversations and the acting mastery is worth the price of rental or whatever alone it is Completely amazing, the transformation of both leads um, in the film, Steve Jobs and his assistant. Um, they do a amazing job of chameleon-ing into this new person, and it's it's very awesome. And Danny Boyle's the director. He's done lots of amazing things. You like Danny Boyle. I love Danny Boyle. <laughs> He's very creative with his, uh, with his cinematography, but he was very um, strict with what he was doing in this film. It's a very theatrical theatrically shot uh, production, 
but he does use very subtle um, Danny Boyle type things. Like for instance, the film that he shot it on reflects the era in which they're filming. So it takes place over a number of different years. And that really adds a sense of, um, I don't want to say realism, but it brings you into the world a little bit more. So very, a very cool movie. Interesting. Yeah. It shows that care. That you right. About, that right? care. Like, exactly that creativity right. of, you know what, if it takes place in the 70s, I'll shoot it using 70s stuff. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. And it worked because the whole thing was about new technology and advancements. If you just did it in any other film, it would be like, okay, What's a the... stunt. But it really had an effect on the innovation that was Steve Jobs. Very good. Very interesting. Give us something else, James. All right, I'm going to end my movie news with this one for you, Kyle. And it is a film titled Omar. This is an oh. Arab film. Thank you, Lila. And I've told you about this film you before, have. and I got it from the library. I'll lend it to you when I'm done watching Excellent. it. Excellent. But this is a story of a young man uh, living in the occupied territories. God damn it. Living in Palestine. Uh, he's a baker by day, a freedom fighter by night. And uh, one evening he goes out with his childhood friends, and they're going to go, you know, get revenge they're gonna strike out and fight for their freedom and their liberation but something goes wrong and he gets tricked into into a confession and he stupidly agrees to cooperate with the authorities if you know what i mean and where does that always lead to he's going to jail oh boy you play the whole (laughs) cat and mouse thriller game like who can you trust can i not trust my friends do my friends trust me how long can i keep up you know being in cahoots with this uh this israeli um cop or authority figure and yada 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 and kyle it is man is it good i put it right up there with the departed oh in terms of oh yeah in terms of drama tension and and all those twists and turns and who can you trust who you cannot trust who's on the line uh, yeah interesting and james i'll lend it to you did you know that the departed was based on a chinese film series i thought it was jack is it chinese i thought it was chinese we are a well-researched podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I did know that. Some Asian... Anyway, Not the yeah. worst stereotyping. <laughs> no, I did know that, actually. I did know that it's, yeah. it's a completely adapted story. Maybe yeah. it is yeah. Japanese. We'll look um, it up. Yeah. <laughs> great movies come out of both of those countries, yes, by the way. Yes, yes. And Not uh, to be dismissive. Yeah, South Korea, is. as well, has some great cinema um, in addition to that. Okay, my uh, last couple of things I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, World of Tomorrow was an animated short... Um, by a really amazing uh, director, Don Hertzfeld, who is just an amazing artist. And even though his art looks simple at first, it's really brilliant. He had another film I think I mentioned on the last movie news maybe called It's Such a Beautiful Day, which was three shorts of his um, that are all sequels of each other put together. Um, I would highly recommend this one. Another movie I watched, and I can't honestly remember if it came out last year or not, uh, was called Whiplash. Um, This was about a jazz musician, a jazz teacher at a school, um, and some protégés that he's teaching. Very, very, very good film. Um, And lastly, the one I wanted to end with here um, in our Oscar conversation and all of this, was Hail Caesar. We're going to talk about... um, uh, our love of another Coen Brothers film coming up on the podcast very soon. Um, but Hail Caesar is the newest uh, film by the Coen Brothers, and it is a love letter to the days of Hollywood gone by. And it's also a wonderful story. It's a great noir piece. It's really fun. Um, some parts of it are very, very Coen Brothers. So if you enjoy that type of uh, type of work, definitely see it. Um, and the whole thing is wrapped it up tightly in a huge allegory, and it's 
it's a really cohesive piece of work um, that's actually getting panned by audiences, but critics are loving it. So I think it, it might take a keen eye to go into it and enjoy it. I don't know. You'll have to see it and let me know what you think, if you can get past the uh, the exterior there. But a, uh, a really fun movie experience for somebody that really enjoys the history of Hollywood as well. Interesting. If nothing else, the Coen brothers produce interesting and and noteworthy movies and yeah they're very very creative very new kind of things um yeah excellent well that's gonna bring us to the end of movie news for today so thank you all so much for listening tell us what you thought about the oscars rachel tell us how your oscar party went yeah (laughs) um send us some mail at loud on the set at gmail.com uh, we'd love to hear from you. Check us out on YouTube and iTunes. Subscribe. Leave some comments and some likes. And as we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, before the intro, we are doing a raffle. All raffle entries need to be in by this upcoming Sunday at midnight. We will be doing the drawing next week, and it will be released on our next podcast. So stay tuned for that $25 gift card. Get in on the raffle. You know all the ways to do it. It'll be in the description and everywhere as well. So check it out. Go see some of these great films. See all the nominees and pick your favorite because they're very interesting. See you later. And cut.